Well, welcome to the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. I'm Jimmy Page, and welcome back for part two of this series with uh, Cassie Doolin. This is really, really important. You know, I said it in the last segment because Cassie said this, the law is more on the side of free speech and religious liberty than ever before. And in our first segment, you heard about it. You heard about coaches. You heard about teachers. You heard about the public square. You heard about school board members having the ability to express their faith. And I just want to underscore the fact that we're winning. When we fight back, we win. It's amazing. And, you know, there's so many others. And we'll talk. We'll touch on them in the business sector. We'll talk a little bit about the military. We'll talk a little bit more about medical freedom. Um, but let's stay on schools for just a few more minutes. Um, how much do you know about the Peoria, Arizona school board situation? Are you aware of that? Are you I are am, you defending actually, that? Yes, we're representing uh, the the board member in that case, and her name is Heather Rooks. And what happened is she's in Peoria, Arizona, and she saw her school board just getting more and more liberal and putting in these woke policies, and she grew concerned. So she decided to get involved, which is what every parent should do if they're concerned about what's going on at the school district. So she ran for the school board and she won with more votes than anyone has had in the history of the school district. And she ran, I love this, she ran as the Peoria mom, which is perfect. <laughs> exactly. And so she ran and she won. And so she started attending these school board meetings and she decided at the beginning of every meeting, there's a time, um, there's a time during the meeting called uh, just public comments. And it's where any mm -hmm. member can address any issue they wish. And so she decided, you know what, I'm going to start with a Bible verse that will help solemnize the occasion and it'll help remind me to be courageous and do the right thing. And so at the beginning of every meeting, she would quote a Bible verse with no other commentary. And it was verses like, only be strong and very courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So yeah. she'd say that and then move on to her comments. And again, our friends with the Freedom from Religion Foundation got very upset and they contacted the school board and the school board said, you know what, you can't speak this anymore and you need to stop quoting these verses. Um, we don't want you mm -hmm. having this type of religious speech. And they really shut her down. And so First wow. Liberty got involved and we filed a federal lawsuit. This was just a couple of weeks ago. So we're going through court. But the good news is we're we're really encouraged because we think that we she has a very, very strong case, which is part of why we were excited to bring it both under mm -hmm. Kennedy. She is um, a part of the school board, but that doesn't mean that she loses her First Amendment rights. But there's even right. other precedents that we're using um, that are a little bit older, like Marsh v. Chambers um, and Town of Greece versus Galloway where they went mm -hmm. back to like we were talking about earlier, those historical practices and said, hey, the very first yeah. Congresses, Congress today still opens with an invocation and the previous yes. Congresses did. So it's okay to have a prayer or an invocation at the beginning of a government meeting. That doesn't violate the Constitution. Wow. We want to protect free speech to do that. Well, I love the fact that we've gone from teacher to coaches and now to board members because, you know, there are groups like uh, Moms for Liberty, Parents Defending Education. Mo moms are are angry. Like moms are, hey, you don't want to mess with the mama bear, right? Because some of the content, depending upon which school district you're in, of course, um, but I would confidently say the majority of school districts have objectionable, sexually explicit content in the schools available to their kids. Um, and there's an indoctrination of victimhood and oppressor and all this nonsense happening in there that's dividing our kids and giving them this victim mindset, which by the way, I don't know a single parent they would ever be okay with someone telling your kids that they're a victim, but that's a whole nother topic. But what I love about this case, this case is going to free up people to exercise their rights, their religious free speech and free speech in general. Um, 
at the board level of schools. So we've got to put aside the fear. Everybody's got to just stop thinking that we can't say things and we have to say, no, no, we can pretty, we can express our faith in the public square, period, full stop. And that's why I wanted you on because right now I want to go to the school board meeting, which I've been to many here in Northern Colorado, which by the way, that's a, well, I'll hold my comments uh, on that topic, but, but reading the word of God, you know, at these school board meetings, they are silencing that they are censoring that all across the country. So this case, we're going to watch this one really close because I think it does give us an opportunity. So let's switch gears a little bit to the business community. Let's let's talk about a little, a couple things here because I know a lot of business owners. I know a lot of business leaders who are men and women of faith who are to some extent unsure of what they can do in their businesses, unsure of what they can say, unsure of the religious views that they can express, unsure of the culture that they can create in their businesses. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about Jack Phillips. This has been an ongoing saga, right? Not only one case. Tell us a little bit about Jack. Sure. So Jack Phillips is a baker in the state of Colorado, and he runs his business as a part of his expression of faith. He loves to create. He loves art. That's why it's called Mm -hmm. Masterpiece Cake Shop. And he wants to do that to reflect how God is a creator, and he wants to celebrate with people. And so he has had people, though, come to his bakery and ask him to create art that expresses a message he doesn't agree with. In one case, it was a couple asking him to make a cake for a same-sex wedding. Another, um, an an attorney who I think was really trying to set him up as much as possible, uh, came in and asked for a cake that was pink on the inside and blue on the outside to celebrate a gender transition. And so Jack Phillips happily serves all people. But he won't create all messages. He won't create a message. He won't use his business and his resources and his talents to express a message that violates his beliefs. And so he's he's gone. His case has been going on, like you said, for years. It's already gone up to the Supreme Court once. And he won that. They sent it back down and said, hey, here's the new standard. We're sending it back Mm -hmm. down. But now he's up again at the Colorado Supreme Court over the cake, the blue and pink cake. And so there he's had some wins, but he's still fighting that battle. But I'm very hopeful now that the court will do the right thing. Um, Because if you want, I can talk about the 303 creative case, because that's another win. We just have the court that I think is going to lead to a win for Jack Phillips. Yeah, this is important, right? Because this feels a lot like um, legal warfare, if I'm honest. Like as a citizen of this country, the government, whether it's the Colorado courts or the Colorado Supreme Court, or whether it's, you know, the court system in general, it feels a lot like the legal system is being weaponized against people of faith as they express their faith in the business environment and and in any environment, actually. And it really is, um, it kind of makes you mad, doesn't it? But this case with Jack and then 303 Creative, which I want you to talk about. Why is that 303 Creative? Why is Jack Phillips? Why is that going to embolden us to bring our faith to the workplace? Sure. So 303 Creative is a case kind of similar, ironically, also from Colorado, where there was a wedding website designer who created wedding websites to celebrate weddings. And she's a person of faith and she believes marriage is between one man and one woman. So Colorado had a law that was going to force her to make wedding websites for same-sex couples. So she challenged that law and it went up through the court system to the Supreme Court. And this last term, just earlier, just really a few months ago, we got a great victory from the Supreme Court. 
And they said, okay, look, um, it's interesting because the court had the opportunity to address the religious elements and the free speech elements, and they decided to only address the free speech elements. But the good news is that's all she needed to win. I think it would have just been a double win if they had also included the religious elements. But they said, look, wow. her websites are speech. She's communicating a message. And the government cannot use the force of government to coerce someone to create and speak a message that violates their faith. That is the antithesis of the First Amendment. And if the government can wow. force us to do that, they can really force us to do anything. And so she had a huge win. And I'm very hopeful that now the Colorado Supreme Court is going to look at that and apply it to Jack Phillips and give him and business owners everywhere a win. You know, and, and maybe that will end the harassment, right? Because this is harassment. Our government is harassing the people. And maybe that that's part of the message to me is that it makes me want to fight. And I hope that business owners, I hope that business leaders are hearing this saying, hey, it's OK for me to bring my faith and my deeply held religious views and my free speech and that expression to the workplace. It's perfectly appropriate. And I hope this emboldens people to do it, to say, hey, no, I really am going to push back, be willing to stand up and fight, because when we fight, we win. I want that to be the thing that echoes in people's minds. When we fight, we win. Are there any other cases of religious freedom or free speech in the marketplace that you guys are currently involved in that might be helpful for our, our audience to know? Sure. Well, and before I address that, I did just want to say, too, if you are a business owner, you can go to firstliberty.org and we have resources for you that will help outline what your rights are. Um, and ensure that you can practice your faith. Just because you're a business owner, you don't lose your First Amendment rights. I think that's a really important message for your, everyone, for every American to know. Yeah. Uh, but one area where we've seen still a lot of litigation, um, and it's, it's interesting because it doesn't, doesn't just apply to business owners in the traditional marketplace, but if you're an employer of a religious institution, it applies to you. We've seen issues with that with the contraceptive mandate where the government was trying to say, hey, even if it violates your beliefs, you have to provide contraception in your abortion coverage. We got a great one on that a few years ago in Hobby Lobby. First Liberty was involved in that case filing briefs. But there, I will say the government seems to have endless creativity in the way yeah. it wants to seek to force people to violate their conscience to to really align with government orthodoxy. But that's where First Liberty is glad to be standing by to hopefully vindicate your rights. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I want all of our all of our business owners and business leaders to know, you know, your your, your First Amendment rights are not checked at the door. Uh, bring you bring them with you. You're a person of integrity, and and so be bold, be courageous. And if you do have an issue, like Cassie said, you know, go to First Liberty. Uh, their website, find the, the resources there. And if it does rise to to the level of a case um, and it's something they'll take on, this will be a real blessing because it will it'll not just benefit you and the challenge you have right now, but it will benefit those that are following after, like we've seen with this 303 Creative case. Like we've been talking about, that's what I love is when people stand up, then not only can they get a win for themselves, but for all Americans. Yes. All right. Let's talk a little bit about medical freedom. Um, we can go in a lot of different directions on this. You know, I remember during the uh, the challenge that we had that started a couple of years ago. I remember when all of these medical mandates started coming out um, on an experimental uh, treatment, of course. And regardless of whether it was experimental or not, the idea of force over freedom should disturb every single American. You know, in our Constitution, the whole concept is freedom first. 
Um, there is there isn't this idea that we can force you to do what we want you to do, especially as it relates to your health. Um, let's talk a little bit about medical freedom. Let's talk a little bit about maybe even the Navy SEALs. I know that you've had a lot of experience there. Let's talk about that. Sure. So I have to say this is my favorite case name of any case we've ever litigated. It's U.S. Navy SEALs versus Biden. Oh, let's go. Come on. <laughs> That's, that, could be, that could be a banner behind me. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, um, I'm, I'm always grateful to be on the side of the SEALs, but in that battle especially, I'm, I'm pretty sure I knew I was, which side I was going to win. Yeah. And so, yeah, this was during the COVID-19 pandemic and the military issued a vaccine mandate and said that all members had to be vaccinated. And we had several Navy SEALs who came to us and said, hey, because of my religious beliefs, I can't take this vaccine. Can you help me? Mm. And the thing that was so disturbing about this case is that the government was arguing, oh, it's everyone has to get it. But that just wasn't true because they were Mm. issuing thousands of exemptions for medical reasons and for administrative Mm. reasons. So if someone Mm. said, hey, I'm about to leave the military, I'm going to be gone in a few months, they weren't required to get it. But if you were going to stay, you were. And so it was really just... Um, a very troublesome case of religious discrimination, especially against our Navy SEALs who have given up so much and put so much on the line to fight for our freedom. And while the case was going on, they were being assigned things like they, they were pulled off duty and given tasks like go around the base and pick up the trash and report it to your commander what you picked up. Uh, there was a Navy wow. SEAL who had a concussion, a brain injury, and he wanted to go get treatment for it. And they prevented him from getting treatment and going off base because he wasn't vaccinated. So we were just we were really, really disturbed to see this kind of discrimination happening. And so we took that case to court and we won an injunction um, for the entire U.S. Navy. And what that did is it said, government, you cannot pull them off duty. You cannot punish them because they were also being told you might have to pay back the entire cost of your training. Do you know what it costs to train a Navy SEAL? It's Mm. millions of dollars. And so they were being told, you're going to lose your benefits. You're going to have to pay all this money back. And so we went to federal court and we used the law and we got, we got that, um, we got it to where while the litigation was ongoing, we said, while this mandate's in place, the government can't punish these guys. It can't take them off. But then we worked with Congress and we were able to get Congress Mm -hmm. to issue a rescission of the vaccine mandate entirely. And so protected our seals and all other members of the Navy and the military in that way. Amazing. First of all, way to go. Uh, I, I actually have partnered with several former Navy SEALs in business to provide leadership training for executive teams and, and different organizations around the country. So I am particularly, I was particularly interested in this case uh, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, here you are, you're taking arguably the healthiest, the healthiest people on the planet, the, the fittest, the strongest, and they're young, by the way, um, it, they invest almost $2 million per Navy SEAL to get them up to speed. And our government is saying, hey, you have to take this. Well, by the way, it won't really protect you. It won't stop you from getting COVID and it won't stop you from spreading COVID. But we think it's a good idea that you take it, even though, by the way, your age bracket, your health status gives you zero, essentially zero risk of any catastrophic problems. It does not say it can't happen, but it's pretty darn small. People objected to this, got it denied, and then you went to bat for them and they won. I am so thankful for that because for me, 
I just don't think it's right, again, that our government is weaponized against our citizens. It's it's just to me, it's really troubling. And the coercion, right, the level of coercion right now is stunning. And that I, I totally agree with you. And to me, when people whenever you see a situation where it's the government versus just like Coach Kennedy calls himself an average Joe. When you see that, there's yeah. such a huge imbalance of resources because the government yeah. has everything on its side. It has all the money. It has all the power. And that's why I'm mm. so grateful to work at First Liberty to be able to help. The, he, Coach Kennedy would call them average Joes, but I call them heroes that are willing to stand yes. up and fight and not give up. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, you're you're basically evening the playing field. I mean, that's what First Liberty does, right? Because... If, if it was me fighting the government, or I should say if it was the government attacking me, because that's actually what's happening. If that were happening, the fear of that, right, and then the lack of resources that I would have to do it, it would – there's almost nobody that has the resources to fight the government. And that's why I love First Liberty. You guys come in. All of this uh, defense is paid for, right? It's paid for by donors. Isn't that how it works? Yep, one hundred percent. Our clients have no legal fees. We represent them completely for free. And something else that's cool is, like in Coach Kennedy's case, we wanted him to have the absolute best legal representation possible mm. at the Supreme Court. So we were, of course, on his team. But we also got a guy named Paul Clement, who has mm. argued over one hundred cases at the Supreme Court. He used to be wow. Solicitor General of the United States. He's to tie into the football analogy. He's the Tom Brady of the Supreme Court. Let's we got go. him. Hey, wait, 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 real quick, real quick, oh. Tom Brady. Today, it might have to be Mahomes with Kansas City. I mean, I might have to update that one. <laughs> True. Hey, my six-year-old nephew, who's a big Mahomes fan, is shaking his head at me right now somewhere, exactly. I'm sure. <laughs> you lost half our audience right there. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he's uh, he's the star of the team yes. on at the Supreme Court. But we talked to him and Maybe. got him to volunteer his time to represent mm. Coach Kennedy. And I think that's Amazing. part of why we got such a big win. Because when the court sees Paul Clement's name on the on the brief that they get, they go, oh, this is one we need to take really seriously. So, yeah, wow. it's just it's such a privilege to get to do it. It's fantastic. I mean, I love the fact that you're part of a team, that you assemble a team, that you, you know, that you're assembling resources that none of us would have access to without you guys. I mean, there's no one would have access to this. And he's the closer, right? So. Um, and that's I want to encourage our audience that that we should be strong and courageous. Right. This is a, this is a uh, Joshua one nine moment. You know, be strong and courageous for the Lord. Your God will be with you wherever you go. When you're standing up for the right thing, um, you and God are a majority and you and God in first liberty. are probably unbeatable. <laughs> Well, we do our best to, to get it there and to get those wins. But yeah, like you were saying, it's this is a time for courage and it's a time yeah. of strength. And like we were talking about at the beginning of the last episode, yeah. even though the law is on our side more than ever, there are attacks and your mm -hmm. listeners may stand up and they may get attacked for that. But I think a big yeah. part of the um, of the mindset that we need to have is winning sometimes looks like winning in court and we are winning so much. But a lot of times winning is just that, you know, you did the right thing and you didn't give up. You decided not to be a victim. You decided to yes. be an overcomer and you had that integrity to do the right thing and not give up. And just that is a tremendous win. Yeah. And didn't your experience with the Navy SEALs it, it, at the same time that you were kind of going through your cancer journey, wasn't that something, you know, you learned a lot from that experience that actually applied to your ability to overcome cancer? 
I did. It's so amazing because I think God was preparing me for the cancer diagnosis before I received it because I read a book by a guy named Jason Redman and he is a Navy SEAL and he went overseas and he, he went overseas multiple times, was in all these battles, but in his last one, he got shot twice in the arm and then once in the face and just had just completely devastated his life. But when he went to the hospital, um, I, I love this so much. I learned all about it from his book. He put this big red poster on his door and he said, mm-hmm. if you're here to mourn, if you're here to be sorrowful or to pity me, go elsewhere. Because wow. I was injured doing what I love, fighting for the country I love, and I wouldn't change it for a moment. And mm-hmm. I am going to fully overcome. I'm going to fully recover. And that means I'm going to go recover as much as medicine will allow. And then by sheer force of will, I'm going to go 20% farther. And he had this incredible mindset of, I'm not a victim. I'm going to overcome. And so I read that right before I got my diagnosis. And I said, okay, I can do this. I can have an overcoming mindset. And there's so many things that you can't control in a situation like cancer or getting injured in war, or even in some of these legal battles. But what you can control is your mindset. Are you going to be fearless? Are you going to choose to not be a victim? And are you going to say, this is my chance to stand strong and overcome? And by God's grace, I was able to do that with cancer. And I get to do that every day of First Liberty. Would you have ever read that book had it not been for the case that you were involved in? You know, probably not. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. But I was seeing mm. this mindset in our SEALs who are willing to go yeah. up against the entire U.S. military as a mm-hmm. SEAL, as a member of that military. And mm. I was like, wow, I got to learn more about this mindset that lets them do that and be yeah. such overcomers. Yeah. And that is the difference, right? So, you know, obviously the SEALs are capable physically. They're, they're, I mean, they're tough. They can endure things that most of us can't. They're very strong. But, and they'll tell you this, what separates them is the mindset. It is this fearlessness that you talked about, this overcoming spirit. And I think, you know, obviously as a woman of God, you, it's, it's encouraging for me to see your reliance on the spirit of God and also on the mindset, changing the way you think. And I think that translates to everybody that's listening, no matter what we're trying to overcome. Absolutely. I had uh, some declarations that I would say every day when I was headed to the doctor, getting into the chemo chair. And some of them were, I will not complain. I will not quit. I'm going to choose gratitude in the midst of pain. I will choose joy in the midst of trials. I am an overcomer and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But the most important one was the last one. And it was because God is with me, I will see a victory. And I didn't know if that meant victory was going to be in beating cancer in the natural physical sense, or if it was going to be just that I didn't give up and that I trusted God in the midst of trials and pain. Fortunately, I got the first one, but to me, it was all about, am I going to trust God and do my part and trust him with the results? Because if I do, Mm -hmm. that is a victory. Amazing. Your journey and my wife's journey are so similar, especially with the way God used scripture in her life and your life to overcome those difficult times. So let's leave our audience. What's the moral of the story for our listeners? You know, I think I said early on, when we fight, we win. Um, what's the moral of the story for the people that are listening um, as as these uh, um, as the, they face these challenges with their free speech and with their religious liberty? I think the moral of the story is be willing to fight when you're called to. Don't give up. Trust God. And no matter what the outcome is, then you will see a victory. Mm, Cassie, great 
way to end this segment. Thanks so much for encouraging our audience, for uh, letting them know that when we do fight, we win. Um, and that with God, you know, we are a majority. So thank you so much for, for um, kind of undoing the way it feels and giving us the facts about the way we're winning um, and encouraging our audience to, to step up and defend their faith. Appreciate you. It was my pleasure. And thank you for how you're encouraging people to do the same. It's been a privilege. You bet. 